Welcome to the Create with Katrina Julia show, my Fit Life Creation, where we talk all the themes on wellness, faith, marketing, business, and travel to create a life and business you love. I've been there, friend. I've walked from fear to faith, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom along with transformation in every area of my life. I'm right here with you, walking along on my own path to creating. So tune in so that you learn how to create a life and business you love, hands-on. Let's create it. Welcome to One Day in Bogota, Colombia. Travel to Bogota, Colombia is a dream come true. Ever since middle school, I became aware of the Colombian culture when I became great friends with Lorena. We would go to her house every day after school in Houston, Texas in Aleaf, where her mom would make us plantains, beans, and rice in Rodeo Square. Colombia was on my list the end of 2021. However, God and life had other plans when I felt compelled to return to the USA for several reasons, including fixing my Apple computer screen. Colombia is much more than likely you have heard. It is the second most biodiverse country in the world, often voted one of the world's happiest countries, number two in flower exports, and number one in emerald exports. You aren't the only one who has heard of Colombia. On average, over 5 million tourists visit Colombia every year. During my visit in 2022, I'm visiting Bogotá, Medellín, and Cartagena. Qué chévere. This is a saying that they say typically in Colombia, which means like how awesome, how excellent, how cool. No matter how much time you have in Colombia, don't miss Bogotá. Let's talk about what I recommend for one day in Bogota, Colombia, and I want to shout out Nomadic Matt, who's been a nomad for over 10 years, and the guides he shared about Colombia that encouraged me to visit Bogota and specific places in Medellin as well. Bogota, Colombia surprised me. I loved the blog that Nomadic Matt did about Bogota. It enticed me to make sure and add Bogota, Colombia to my list even more. The Airbnb I picked, Casa Aranjuez, added to the experience of travel to Bogota. Casa Aranjuez is an incredible colonial style, two-level stay in the middle of La Candelaria, Bogota's historical district. The owner, Santiago, and manager, Nelson, go above and beyond in every way. I stayed at Casa Aranjuez almost two weeks in January 2022. It's literally footsteps from Plaza Bolivar, La Puerta Falsa, La Candelaria, and countless others must-see spots in Bogota. If you check out my blog and the link in the show notes, you will likely agree that it is adorable. And if you don't follow me on YouTube yet, definitely check out my video on the La Candelaria Airbnb, Casa Aranjuez, and or it's also included in the blog in the link in the show notes. 
That's one of the reasons why I decided to spend not just one day in Bogota, Colombia, but about two weeks. If you're curious about my full-time travels, how I travel, how I spend my time, how I make money, definitely check out my digital nomad recaps. If you don't know where to start with your time in Colombia, I'm here to help you hashtag create it. Although I experienced an incredible time for about two weeks in Bogota, there's so much to experience. I definitely felt like Bogota was a little too cold for my liking, actually a lot too cold. And that I wanted to see Medellin and Cartagena during my travels to Colombia too. While there's plenty to experience one day all around Bogota to transform and travel, whether you come solo, with family or with a group, you will want to consider staying longer. Follow this one day in, in Bogota, Colombia guide to transform and travel. It'll help you make your travels transformational, even if it's a short trip. My recommendations for one day in Bogota include Monserrate Hill, walking in a food, food tour with Beyond Colombia, and a stop for Ajiaco soup at La Puerta Falsa. My blog is jam-packed with pictures of street art, views of the plaza, Monserrate, and much more as well. I started my travels in 2022 with travel to Mexico City. From Mexico City, I took a flight with Valeris to Bogota. It's about three to four hours with a direct flight. There are many airlines offering direct flights from destinations all around the world to Bogota. Before you travel to Colombia, make sure you check current requirements for COVID. As of January, Colombia requires a MIG form, which is like a health pass online, vaccination proof from over 14 days ago, and or I'm sorry, or a COVID test, and an onward flight leaving Colombia. In addition, the USA requires a COVID test to re-enter. Keep in mind requirements are ever changing all around the world in every country. So I recommend you check about a week or so before you travel and definitely don't depend on my blog or my show because I'm not going to re-record this episode simply to update COVID requirements. So if you're traveling, make sure you're taking responsibility. I traveled to Colombia arriving on January 14th in Bogota. As of this recording, I'm left for my next stop on, actually, originally I was going to leave on the 25th, but then I got food poisoning uh, from some meat that I ate that I thought was falafel, and instead I left on January 26th, and as of now, I am leaving Medellin on February 7th to head to Cartagena. Originally, I was going to go to Cartagena for five days, but I ended up changing to seven days to stay longer. I wanted to stay longer in the beautiful colonial beach town and my flights going to Panama ended up being cheaper to leave on the 13th on Sunday and then on the 14th to Boco del Toro for a digital marketing project and a press trip with Misty Moonlight Villa. The original plan for the press trip was back in October and you can definitely check out that blog. It's hyperlinked in the link uh, within this blog under travel to Bogota and it's titled four press trips in 2021. So originally it was in October of 2021, but then it changed to November due to changes on both sides. And finally we're going forward in February into March. So fun facts about Bogota. At every turn, Bogota, Colombia will surprise you. It's a sprawling high altitude capital of, a Colum of Colombia at about 8,600 feet. La Candelaria, the historical center of Bogota, features Plaza Bolivar, beautiful, colorful colonial homes and cobblestone streets, 
home to countless museums and churches, there are over 1,500 churches in Bogota alone. And is where you may find Ajiaco, the delicious and famous Colombian soup. Needless to say, there's no shortage of things to see and do in Bogota. And some of my images include a mural uh, right by Plaza Choro Quevado, the national capital at Plaza Olivar, Palo Quemao, the market with fruits and veggies, and also colonial homes on the famous street, uh, Street 11 or Calle 10 in La Candelaria, Wayu bags made by the indigenous, and Casa Aranjuez, my Airbnb. If you're curious about more destinations around the world, including Colombia, definitely check out all my one day and top 10 guides and my Medellin and Cartagena guides will be coming in February of 2022 as well. And also episodes on the show. Some snapshots of Colombian history. The history of Colombia is colorful to say, to say the least. It includes settlements of the indigenous people, including the Musica Confederation, the Kimbaya civilization, and Tyrona chiefdoms. Similar to other Latin countries like El Salvador, and if you haven't, definitely check out my blog and show about El Salvador. The Spanish arrived in 1492 and began colonization. In 1536, Spain established the settlement of Santa Fe de Bogota, which later became known as Bogota, the capital of Colombia. According to BBC, in 1829, Gran Colombia dissolved when Venezuela and Ecuador split off, leaving present-day Colombia and Panama a separate state known as Nueva Granada. In 1899 to 1902, subsequent to the findings of the liberal and conservative parties, the War of a Thousand Days happened, with around 120,000 people dying in civil wars. In 48 to 57, amidst continuing political disunity, about 300,000 people were killed in civil war. I don't say this lightly at all, you guys. I also visited during a walking tour and during my time now in Medellin, I visited Musea Memoria recently. In 1958, conservatives and liberals solely agreed to form the National Front in a bid to end the civil war. But then in 64 to 82, the formation of the leftist National Liberation Party and Mayoist People's Liberation Army, so the ELN and EPL was founded, Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, FARC, the current largest guerrilla grouping set up, and the National People's Alliance formed as the left-wing counterweight to the National Front. In 71, the left-wing M19 guerrilla group emerged and during the war president julio torbay begins intensive fighting against drug traffickers in 78 and then in 82 president belisario betancourt a conservative grants guerrillas amnesty and frees political present prisoners from 84 to 95 the war against drug cartels and intense is intensified which is likely what you've known Colombia for, depending on what your perceptions or your history is or awareness with the country. But it is so much more than that. And 84 and 85, respectively, a campaign against drug traffickers stepped up following an assassination of the justice minister and 11 judges and over 90 other people killed after M-19 guerrillas forced their way into the Palace of Justice. Patriotic Union Party is founded. 
Historical figures and events you may have heard of include Pablo Escobar, the Medellin drug cartel leader shot dead in 93 while trying to evade arrest. In 95, Ernesto Samper Pisano, a liberal, elected president and is subsequently charged and cleared of receiving drug cartel money for his election campaign. This continues on with a colorful history in 1998 with Andres Pastrano Arango, a conservative that's elected president, begins peace talks with the guerrillas. In 2000, Pastrana's plan Colombia is awarded with... 1 billion US dollars and mainly military aid from the US to fight drug trafficking and rebels who profit and protect the trade. In September of that year, the Colombian government freezes talks alleging FARC har harbored a hijacker of a plane forced to land in safe haven, which disrupts the process. Later, FARC refuses to resume talks and between 02 to 06, the talks fail and revisited among new laws, leaders and trade deals. Between 06 and 07, to give you more glimpses of the colorful history, hundreds of thousands protest in Colombia um, against conflict and kidnapping. Beyond 07, Colombia's colorful history has continued. I definitely encourage you to continue, if you're curious, to read the hyperlinked BBC episodes as well. Despite challenges and conflicts like many other countries in the world, Colombia continues to embrace a culture and economy rich in coffee, oil mining, agriculture, and manufacturing. The country's GDP in 2013 was $226 billion and a per capita GDP of about placing it in as a middle income country and growth over the past decade has been about 5%. So I love to learn so much more than the surface level of countries I travel to. And that's something that my mom instilled in me. That's something that is a passion of mine. And if you didn't know, my story includes being conceived in Bulgaria, born in born in Poland in four countries by the time I was two, including a refugee camp in Italy, literally like a movie. I am in awe of the transformation from the inside of my life, including health, wealth, business, and travel. And now as of this recording, 31 countries. And that's why I create one day travel guides and top 10 things to do to inspire others to travel and to learn and to create new awareness about cultures and countries all around the world as I share on my global travel to seven continents. While the average tourist spends about three days in Bogota, you may want to stay longer. While I loved walking around La Candelaria, seeing the views of Bogota from Montserrat the Hill and learning about Colombia's history, Bogota is definitely too cold for me. In the mornings and nights, I used a small space heater and slept covered under about three different blankets. While January is considered one of the best months to visit because of the drier season, the low is about six degrees Celsius and the high is 20 degrees Celsius. The average is 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Even during the hottest months, the average is 58 degrees due to its altitude of about 8,600 feet over sea level. Depending on when you arrive and where you stay, feel free to modify your experiences from what I recommend. So for a day, I recommend taking walking and food tours with Beyond Colombia, taking in the views from Montserrat the Hill, and visiting incredible local markets like Palo Quemao and Usaquen, which is great on Sundays, 
And also I modify and include another one day itinerary on one of my Instagram reels, like going to and walking through La Candelaria, visiting the Palace of Justice, the National Capitol and the Primary Cathedral, walking Street 11, browsing and looking at the world famous way you purses and finishing the day at Cerro Monserrat at over 10,000 feet. So walking tours with beyond Colombia. This is one of my favorite ways to discover any city or country. I started making the part of my regular travel since travel to Costa Rica in 2021. There's such a great way to see a city and country up close and personal with local guides and giving back to the local economy. While Colombia may be known by many for cartels and cocaine, it is equally as rich in culture, coffee and comida, food. You may be surprised to know that Colombia is the second most biodiverse country in the world. It offers coffee as its biggest export and the country boasts world famous graffiti. Speaking of world famous, likely you've heard of or seen famous Colombians like Shakira and Sofia Vergara. Although Colombia may have colorful towns and a colorful history, what country doesn't? It is absolutely bucket list worthy. While spending time in Bogota, I have felt safe as a solo female traveler. Keep in mind, I do most of my activities during the day and in tourist spots and are with groups. I took two free walking tours beyond Columbia that are tip only. Make sure you tips the guide well and they tip the guides well. They are amazing. The first one I took is the historical Candelaria with Viviana at 10 a.m. A lot of the history I shared earlier, I learned and are witnessed certain things along our route firsthand on the tour. Her recollection of the history, culture, and heritage is incredible. During my walk, we learned about a lot of the history of Colombia, of La Candelaria, visited near Museo del Oro, Satander Park, Plaza Bolivar, Plaza Choro Quevado, Jorge Alicier Gaitan Monument and Memorial, the Concord Square, and more. You'll find some pictures and images and a video that I took and shared on my YouTube hyperlinked as well. The food tour with Beyond Colombia that I took at 2 p.m. afterwards is amazing. Our stops on the food tour included empanadas and arepas de huevos, corn on the cob, ajiaco soup, typically a chicken and potato soup made with several different types of potatoes with corn on the cob, capers, avocado, and rice. I ordered mine without chicken to make it plant-based. This was my first stop and second time eating ajiaco. One of the other stops included a choice of arepas, meat, and our lemonade with roasted coconut. I had the lemonade. It was amazing. Obleas, which are like circle wafers put together like a sandwich with sweet toppings inside. I had blueberry, peanuts, and unsweetened coconut flakes inside mine. Hot chocolate stop. And in Colombia, apparently it's customary in Bogota to drink hot chocolate with cheese. I haven't had cheese or dairy milk for over seven years and my stomach, nor do my taste buds like it. So I just had a regular hot chocolate and then coffee. You definitely want to have coffee in Colombia. Secondly, Monserrate Hill. Monserrate is a must when you visit Bogota. It's easy to get via Uber, get to via Uber or taxi. It's a 10,341 foot mountain or over 3,000 meters rising from Old Bogota, towering over the capital of Colombia and has some of the 
and is, I believe, the best place to see the sunset views in Bogota, hands down. And you could see pictures when you go check out my blog. Monserrate dates back to pre-Columbian times. Its original first name is Grandmother's Foot. It originally was inhabited by Chibcha-speaking Muisca, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, people who believe deeply in astronomy and worship the solar goddess Huye. Later, the Catholic era replaced all temples with Catholic buildings. In 1620s, the Cofraida de la Veracruz, the Brotherhood of Veracruz, used the Monserrate for religious celebrations and started pilgrimages. In 1656, Father Rojas was assigned to guard the sanctuary and was commissioned to carve a crucifix and statue of Jesus Christ, El Señor Caido. Over the years, more and more people visited the cathedral to visit El Señor Caido instead of Our Lady. So in the 19th century, she was removed and El Señor Caido took her place. Depending on your physical fitness level and how the altitude and cold affects you, you may want to walk up Monserrate for free during specific designated hours in the morning and then walking down in the afternoon during specific hours. If you decide not to walk, there are options to take the funicular or cable car running until about 9 p.m. Now keep in mind the hours may vary depending on the season and whatnot. If you decide to go up early, you if you decide to walk up, you may decide to go up Monserrate first to make it in time for the 10 a.m. walking tour. The funicular train, like on the ground going up and down the mountainside, first debuted in 1929, whereas the cable car debuted in 55. As of January 2022, it is about five U.S. dollars or about 22,000 Colombian pesos round trip. Although, you know, I love staying healthy like a boss at a home and when I travel and working out everywhere I go, I ended up taking the cable car round trip. I visited on my first day in Bogota and felt cold and tired and definitely shifted my energy from the altitude and change in temperature. I'm sure I would have loved the hike, but I definitely know I made the best decision for me for that day. If I did it again, I would go a few days after coming to Bogota and hike up and down. Whether you walk or ride up, you will be in awe of the views of Bogota, Colombia, and everything around you. At the top, you will experience the views, the cathedral, over three restaurants, offering different types of Colombian food, stations of the cross, a market, and some cafes. And in the blog and the link in the show notes, not only do I have photos, but I also have a video that's also, it's linked within the blog and also on my YouTube channel. Food and street markets in Bogota. Another way to experience culture firsthand is a street market. I recommend Palo Quemal Food Market and Usaquen Flea Market on Sunday. You may easily find Palo Quemal and Usaquen via Uber, Waze, or let them know via a taxi. Palo Quemal is about 10 minutes from La Candelaria via car, whereas Usaquen is about 20 to 30 minutes or so outside of the histor historical center, depending on traffic. And I definitely recommend staying in the historical center. Keep in mind, you may only take photos and videos at Palo Quemal on a weekday by getting a photo, photo and video, video permit upstairs with their admin office. I found this out when I went on a Sunday to do a Hago live tour and found out I could not take photos or film at all because nobody was in the admin office to approve the request. Usaquen Market. Santiago, the owner with Casa Don Juez, told me about Usaquen Market 
full of artisan goods in the north of Bogota. It is a great market to visit. I ended up going on my first Sunday in Bogota, getting a Wayu bag made by the indigenous tribes and a Colombian wooden door that is a replica of a real door. They are adorable. It's a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon leisurely walking amidst live music and street food as well. And there's also a video in the link in the blog in the show notes. Palo Quemao. This is a fruit and veggie lover's dream, a must in Bogota. To try fruits and veggies like pitaya, frijoles, and avocados, almost as big as your head. Definitely check out my videos on the markets as well. It's easy to see that one day in Bogota is not enough. In my top 10 things to do in Bogota, Colombia, I'll share even more about the plaza, museums, churches, and some more foodie favorites. Bogota will blow your mind in every way. It's a cultural and colorful spot you'll want to add to your travels around the world. Whether you want to spend time experiencing Montserrat the Hill, walking and food tours with Beyond Colombia, and are visiting Palo Quemao and Yusakin markets, you will love it. Have you visited yet and or have I convinced you to add it to your list? Shout me out. Let me know on IG at Katrina Julia Fit at Fit Life Creation and or leave a review on the show with your IG handle and I will shout you out. And as always, friends, remember, create, transform, and inspire. You are born to. Chats on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel so you create a life and business already. Head on over to the blog, the podcast, and the freebies to jumpstart your transformation. If you're ready to dive into the online courses, the live events, or the retreat, and if you want to create with our community on an even deeper level, definitely check out our internships our influencer collaborations, management, and brand engagement. Let's create it.